Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Surprise! Yes, Andrew Coppins here with you, flying solo on this Wednesday, May 18th, year of our Lord, 2022. I'm with you by myself still. Um, Pat is dealing with some of the things that he's got to deal with, with his house and family and and all that sort of stuff. Just um, you know, keep him in your prayers. There's nothing super bad going on or anything like that. But uh, you know, sometimes we all need a break to focus in on the things that are ultimately important. And uh, that's what Pat is doing right now. So I'm with you for the next half hour, 45 minutes, whatever uh, we're going to get into. Hopefully you like the new look of, of where we're going with the video version of the show. So check us out at rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And of course, do not forget to download the podcast. Hit that subscribe button on both Rumble and your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Of course, I'm also on Twitter most actively at The Coppinch Show, but I'm also at Getter um, Instagram as well. So uh, please check me out at The Coppins Show on all of those wonderful platforms. That having been said, yesterday, election day, primary elections happened across this country. Here in Illinois, the primary election will not be until June. We have a lot to get into when it comes to that. Uh, the big headline is obviously Dr. Oz wins, well, allegedly wins the primary in Pennsylvania, a very close race with not Kathy Barnett, but David McCormick. Uh, the, the two really ultra-rich individuals in this actually end up in a statistical dead heat. Just a couple thousand votes in the Republican primary separate the two as we talk this morning to you. And by we, I mean me, myself, and I. I'm just used to Pat being here. Um, so we'll get used to that. Uh, but beyond all of that, we also have a judge in Michigan, D- 
deciding to, um, well, rule in favor of abortion advocates in the state after, now wait for this, um, donating to Planned Parenthood. Yes, it is a WTF Wednesday, and that is definitely a WTF story. Also, on the election front, the biggest other headline, or the other biggest headline, I should say, if I could speak English right now, is that Madison Cawthorn lost his North Carolina GOP primary race, so he is one and done, and I've got some thoughts on that, as well as a Not the Bee article. I know normally it's just making fun of things, but they had an article late last week um, titled, Our Debt is Being Paid, and it came from Peter Heck, and I think that's kind of where I want to start with all of this, because when we look at how the hell did Dr. Oz, the the trans-affirming, the anti-gun, the pro-abortion individual who suddenly had a massive conversion just in time to uh, become GOP for the first time in a long time, and and never mind all the other questions about his loyalties to America versus uh, Turkey and and all of the wonderful goodness that people have been talking about. And look, I don't have enough time to get into all of it or look through all of it. That's just not humanly possible. But I will say this, when those types of questions are being asked, it's usually not a good thing. But I, I wanted you to hear this article because I, I thought this was really good because we see all of these sorts of things, right? We see, you know, nearly half of Biden's Twitter followers are fake. We hear that Elon Musk is now potentially pulling out of the deal with Twitter because they can't prove to him that less than 5% of users on Twitter are fake or bots or spam, right? We see all of these crazy things. We see the stupid shooting that happened in Buffalo. We hear about other shootings. In fact, there's a shooting at the Bean, uh, which is a very famous landmark uh, here in Chicago at Millennium Park. Um, and it was within a group of teenagers. And in fact, um, right down the street from me at a magnet school yesterday, a seven-year-old was shot. A seven-year-old was shot by a gun that was brought to school. That's right. An elementary school had a gun brought into it by a student in their backpack. Now, this is a magnet school. This is not your average school. That costs money. Like, a a fair amount of it. A a seven-year-old was shot by a gun that... accidentally went off while they were playing with it. We also have Patrice Cullors, the uh, BLM Inc. founder, um, telling us all that it's basically racist for us to question why the hell or how the hell this otherwise middle-class individual, at best, was able to purchase not one, but two multi-million dollar homes in the past two years in two different countries, mind you. Oh, but it's all about creating wealth and um, and making sure that um, black people have a safe place to go. Right, but, but we're all racist for questioning where did the money come from? 
how, how did you individually own these homes? Because they're not in the name of BLM Inc. or BLM LLC or BLM Trust. They're in the name of Patrice Collars. That's very interesting. Then when we see all of the other things that have been going on in our society, you know, the, the continuing and the continuous gaslighting of the brand new um, White House press secretary, same as the old gaslighting from the previous White House press secretary, Joe Biden attempting to gaslight us over inflation and taxes and, and all of that wonderful goodness, right? When we see all of those things in front of us, it's hard not to say something biblical or spiritual is at work here. Something nefarious is at play. And have we done it to ourselves is the question that I've been asking over and over again. When I look at the Pennsylvania governor versus the Pennsylvania Senate election that took place. How do you vote for Mastriano and Mehmet Oz? How does that happen? They are very opposite people. They believe in very opposite things. Yet, they had nearly identical vote records last night. How is that possible if we believe in principled conservatism or principled libertarianism, as I am more want to believe. How do we see the things that we've seen when it comes to the leak of the Roe versus Wade and uh, Casey decisions being struck down by the Supreme Court and the aftermath of all of that? How do you explain that in a sane world? How does a sane world allow for those things to happen? So I want you to re read along with me, if you will. But the title of that, this Not the B story is, Our Debt is Being Paid. Again, this is from Peter Heck. My wife and I just finished watching the HBO series Chernobyl that tells us the story of the 1986 Soviet nuclear disaster. It was fascinating to learn so many details about the event that were kept from the public eye. So many insights into the secrecy and deceit that defined the old Soviet empire. One of the most moving parts of the series was when Valery Legasov, the famed Soviet inorganic chemist who led, um, who led contaminant efforts, or containment efforts, excuse me, after the nuclear reactor meltdown, presented the findings of his investigation to the International Atomic Energy Agency. Addressing Soviet leaders and the courtroom of public opinion, such as it was, Legasov delivered a statement that stood out to me. Quote, when the truth offends, we lie and lie until we cannot even remember. Every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth. Sooner or later, that debt is paid. And I talked about the gaslighting, and we saw it with the, the horrific shooting in Buffalo, right? The, the very clearly racially motivated shooting of an individual who self-identifies as a former communist, now authoritarian leftist. So congratulations, he is now a right-wing extremist, right? Except for, well, 
I guess you could say um, you believed in left authoritarianism versus the authoritarianism presented to us by Donald Trump and sometimes by Ron DeSantis and others on the right. So I guess maybe you should paint him with that. But also because um, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, yeah, he's the problem, except for this guy was a leftist his entire life and told us so in a manifesto. But this article continues. The statement proved to be prophetic in Legasov's own life, haunted by his country's unwillingness to address the serious errors and flaws that had led to the disaster. The chemist hung himself on the one-year anniversary of the Chernobyl meltdown. But I can't help but acknowledge that we that was that what was once true in the communist East is now unfolding in the historically free West. The lies we tell are different. Not once about cutting corners on nuclear power, but about things like basic biology and reality itself. The consequence, however, will be the same. The truth that a gender binary exists, that there is a real, pronounced, profound distinction between male and female, that truth now offends, and that, and so. We lie and we lie until we can't even remember the truth anymore. And is there a debt to be paid? You bet there is. Now, they talk in this article about Jazz Jennings. I want you to listen to this. Jazz Jennings was taken to a gender specialist at three years old for wanting to wear the wrong swimsuit. At 11, they placed a puberty-blocking implant in his arm. At 17, they inverted his underdeveloped penis, having to harvest skin from the colon to replace lost growth on TV. Now, the other flip side of that story is what is going on with Jazz Jennings right now. But just like the Soviet lies had ripple effects, ours do too even to the point of exploiting and endangering the most innocent among us. What have we heard when it comes to pedophilia and pederasty? It, they're just maps, minor attracted persons. It's totally normal. It's totally acceptable. And how dare you question that unnormal that nasty behavior. Harvey Delaney believes that it's not a matter of if society will accept minor attracted persons as minor attracted persons and not the pedophiles and pederasts that they are. But when... When do you think pedophilia will be recognized as a sexual orientation by mainstream liberals, says Harvey Delaney in a tweet. In a subsequent tweet, society will one day accept maps as part of the queer community. We just have to keep pushing it. Let the world know the truth about who we are. It may take a bit, but eventually we will get there and maps of the future will no longer have to hide who they are. Now, Peter Heck continues with this. For all the political rancor and indignant objections over the term grooming, tell me what other word 
can be used to better describe this tweet. <clears throat> Disney isn't grooming kids, but um, the Walt Disney Company um, is showing <clears throat> on Good Morning America, on ABC National Television, little kids in a drag show stripping for cash. Little kids stripping on national TV dressed as the opposite sex for money. Discovery releasing a brand new series where boys take part in a highly sexualized culture of drag. That's right. Boys. Not not adult men who want to make a decision to, to man, I feel like a woman that day, or, or make money wearing drag. But boys. We're talking prepubescent boys. Peter Hackes then er, continues to say this. For a couple of decades, social conservatives, and more specifically conservative Christians, have been warning this day was coming. We've been called alarmist, hysterics, uh, hyper, uh, hyperbolic doomsdayers. And, and what did we talk about with the North Carolina, the, the bathroom bills, right? Back in 2015, does that, I mean, that seems like it was ages ago yes that was what now seven years ago but it seems like it was 70 years ago seems tame what was the contention of everybody that was like hold up wait a minute wait a minute we can now just go into any bathroom we want because we feel like it that day where are we going as a society right oh we're gonna see <clears throat> pedophiles and pederasts, a.k.a. minor attracted persons of, of today's nomenclature, taking advantage of this to do what? Abuse children. We saw this play out last fall in the Virginia gubernatorial election as it was exposed no, I don't pardon the pun, as it was exposed that a teenage boy took advantage of the very bathroom rules that we told you were going to be harmful for little girls and little boys. What happened? He sodomized a fellow student, raped and sodomized a fellow student, claiming to suddenly be a girl going into the girl's bathroom. And guess what? The student, uh, the school couldn't stop him because of their bathroom policy for "quote unquote" transgenders. I, I'm confused on this. Oh, and, and then that very same <clears throat> boy, girl, boy, back to being a boy, back to be, um, did the same thing to another individual after being transferred to a different school. Now. I'm not saying every person who or any person really who is transgendered 
is a pedophile. In fact, most of them are not. The vast majority of everybody are not pedophiles. But we as a society owe it to whom to be protected? Our most vulnerable populations. That includes the elderly, right? That includes the young children amongst us. And wouldn't it behoove us to, I don't know, protect them from this kind of sickness? This is a sickness. This isn't teaching them gender fluidity and, and do what you want. And be proud of who you are and what you like. That's not what this is. This is grooming children. This is sexualizing a child. Tell it. This is not, hey, you know what? You, you, you want to go be a nurse as a boy? Go do it. A predominantly female, very predominantly female occupation, right? We're not talking about that. We are talking about a sexual situation when it comes to kids. We are paying our debt for lying to ourselves. Sooner or later, the debt is paid. And our debt is being paid because we continue to lie to ourselves as a society, saying that, that if we just give them that inch, they won't take the next five miles in two years. If, if we just... If we just normalize this or normalize that, um, everything else will just stay, right? Our society won't push any further, except for they're literally pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Now, I know people who are in the LGBTQ community who hate this crap by the pedophiles and the pederasts out there. They absolutely hate it. They hate being put into that same category. But here's the reality of the situation. There are way too many of the activist crowd within your community who think this is the way to go, who think this is correct. This is God telling us we're reaping what we sow. This is our debt for the lies for the inability to just say, oh, hell no, there are truths in this world. There are boys, there are girls, there are an XY and an XX chromosomal makeup. And sexual or sex is not a construct of anything other than factual biology. And as much as you might feel like a, a girl or a boy or do something that's more feminine than masculine in terms of our sociological structure of society, you can't escape the reality of biology. You can't reverse it. You can't change it. And oh, by the way, when you do mess with it, you have massive and I mean massive consequences to both your psychology and your physiologically made-up body, your physiology. We're paying our debt 
for lying to ourselves, to lying to the world, to lying to God, to putting an affront to God's truth. And I'm sorry to tell you that until we stop lying, until we stop this madness, until we stand up and say, oh, hell no, we're not going to allow this in our society. Oh, hell no, you are not sexualizing my four-year-old. You're not telling my four-year-old about masturbation and how it is perfectly normal for a four-year-old to experiment with that. A four-year-old doesn't know that. They don't know that kind of pleasure. That is not something biologically, chemically, that they would understand. It's just not true. And until the people who are telling those lies are made to be paid for those lies, until they are drudged out of polite society. Because let's remember, they basically control our educational institution, our cultural institutions, our media institutions. Until that is taken care of, and until biological truth, until truth, the pursuit of truth, is the object of our culture, our media, our educational institutions, and sure as shit, our political institutions, we're going to continue to pay a real big price. And it's why earlier this year we talked about getting used to different, not not normalizing this crap, no, getting used to you're different, you are different than this culture. You are different than the academia world that's out there. And until you realize that, and until you get comfortable being different than that quote-unquote normal society of today, which is in no way, shape, or truth normal, until you realize that, you have to start getting used to being different. It is okay that you are different. It is okay that you believe in biblical realities, biblical truth, biblical teachings. It is okay to teach them in the home, to practice them in public. It is okay to say no to things that are not true. It is okay to say no. It is okay to be different than the culture that's being thrust upon us. Pardon the pun. It is okay to be different. Get used to it. Because in that difference, there will be suffering. There will be quote-unquote consequences. There will be so many things that we think about in our society that are going to be different. And it's why... Right now, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. In the next month, I will be debuting a brand new podcast experience, not one associated with critical thinking, but it is a podcast experience titled Reviving Liberty. 
And it's based off of kind of the theme of last year on this show. But it is going to be a path towards reviving liberty. A path that puts us back towards a liberty mindset in our lives. Puts liberty and truth above all else. And helps us orientate our own lives towards that. Gives us some tactics to help us fight the fights that are in front of us. But gives us the reality and the the foundational principles, the foundational bedrocks, the steps in the path to follow, to be different, to give an alternative to the society that exists today. Because here's the reality, right? The society that we watch in front of us every day is what? Rotten at its core. There's nothing good, great, grand, wonderful about almost anything in our society today. Social media is horrible. The things people say to each other, the things that people think that they can get away with by sitting behind a keyboard are amazing to me. Because in reality, if you sat in front of 99% of people and said what you said to them in front of their face, y'all getting punched. That's the reality of that situation. Now, beyond that, this is going to be a very different podcast. This is not going to be news of the day, news of, of whatever. This is going to be taking our foundational principles and showing you how they apply to our future. Because the foundational principles were not meant to be set in stone and, and never used, right? That, well, in 1776, they stopped. N- no. These were things known already to our founding fathers. These were things already in front of them, but put in application to their day and time. These are limitless principles. These are principles that don't have a life or a shelf life to them. They are principles that must be applied if liberty is supposed to reign to the present, the past, and the future. So get ready for reviving liberty. It'll be probably uh, about a 20-episode, maybe double-season type of a podcast. We'll see where it goes, Um, but it's meant to be shorter. It's meant to make you think about the paths and, and, and how you can be the person who changes this. Stop lying to ourselves. How you can be that pillar of liberty and show people in your community, in your family, in your own lives, how liberty applies to now in the future. So hopefully you'll come on that journey with me. Um, uh, we're working on it behind the scenes. We're getting all the the ducks in the row, if you will. Um, we've gotten some things uh, put together, and I'm really, really excited to be able to deliver this to you over the course uh, of the remaining year heading into the midterm elections, because I think it is vitally important that we create a movement based off of liberty, real liberty. What does liberty mean? What do we mean by revival? I'm going to explain it all to you, and we're going to hopefully create 
a fellowship, a movement, if you will, around being liberty-minded in our daily lives. All right, so outside of all of that goodness, outside of thinking about the lies that we tell to ourselves and how we need to go back to rooting in truth and how it's okay to be different than today's society, um, I, I want you to, to hear this story because this came from the Daily Wire. Judge who annually donates to Planned Parenthood rules in favor of abortion advocates in Michigan. This is how far the pro-abortion movement is willing to go. They're willing to firebomb. They're willing to harass, harangue, um, you know, do all sorts of physical violence. But they're also willing to just abuse the court system. Here's the story from the Daily Wire. A Michigan judge who ruled Tuesday in favor of abortionists admitted earlier this year that she is an annual, annual Planned Parenthood donor and abortion supporter and has even represented the abortion giant in a case challenging the same law that was in front of her decades ago. Court of Claims Chief Judge Elizabeth Gleicher granted a preliminary injunction to Planned Parenthood of Michigan on Tuesday, claiming that the Planned Parenthood affiliate was likely to prevail in its lawsuit, claiming that a 1931 law banning abortions except to save the life of the mother violated the state's constitution. The case comes amid panic from pro-abortion advocates over an impending decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Following the leak of a draft opinion showing the Supreme Court justices may overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, Glaker specifically notes in her opinion that as of the date of this opinion is issued, it is unknown whether the U.S. Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade, but that should the United States Supreme Court overrule Roe v. Wade, plaintiffs and their patients face a serious danger of irreparable harm if prevented from accessing abortion services. Now, what you need to know about this individual, Gleicher, represented Planned Parenthood in a 1997 case that involved challenging the very same abortion ban that's in question in the state of Michigan, reporting that the Michigan State Court of Appeals upheld the law at the time. So she was on the losing side of this. The judge also disclosed her ties to Planned Parenthood in an April 2022 letter to attorneys that claimed her assignment to the 2022 case was <clears throat> random. It does not appear that if any of the parties involved with the suit challenged her assignment to the case. The letter states, according to the Detroit News, that while Judge Gleicher does not believe this warrants her recusal, and is certain that she can sit on this case with requisite impartiality and objectivity, she believes that this letter of disclosure is appropriate. If any party disagrees with Judge Kleiker's asses uh, assessment, an appropriate motion may be filed. But Right to Life of Michigan's Genevieve Marone spoke out against Gleicher's support for Planned Parenthood, telling the Detroit News, it seems very difficult to remain impartial under those circumstances. Now, you might be saying, okay, so she did her job as a lawyer representing Planned Parenthood. And so what? She has an opinion on abortion and, and she donates. But there's more. Not only has Gleicher frequently donated to Planned Parenthood, she has also 
frequently contributed to Democratic candidates and organizations like the major pro-abortion rights group Emily's List and the Michigan Democratic State Central Committee, according to the Detroit News. And this, this, folks, is what gets my goal with this story. She also donated to Attorney General Dana Nessel, who is a defendant in this very freaking case. Noting that Nessel's office previously said that it did not have reason to believe that Liker's pro-abortion rights contributions and beliefs would make her biased in the case. How is that possible, considering the political implications and considering the absolute insanity that comes with what is going on with Roe v. Wade and Casey and Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health and all of that? How is that even possible? And I, I hate being the conspiracy theory person, but I mean, can, can we think about this? Can we think about this? Of all of the chief people, right? All of the individuals in the court of claims in the state of Michigan that could hear this case, we just so happen to have an individual who mm, donated to the attorney general who's named as a defendant in this case. Uh, uh, and then, um, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Also um, donates to all sorts of democratic causes and then annually donates to not one, but two pro-abortion advocacy groups and a actual abortion clinic and we're supposed to believe that that was just random and we're supposed to believe that there's nothing nefarious about um granting a preliminary injunction that just so happens to favor her own personal political beliefs this isn't a case where, you know, hey, I happen to believe in this and and I'm going to take a look at the minutia of the law and I disagree with the law. It oh, it just so happens that chucky darns, my own personal beliefs happen to line right up with my decision here. And the attorneys for both sides have no problem with this. Um, it's May 18th year of our Lord 2022, and none of them have filed a motion. Now, they're still considering their next steps, according to uh, this. Um, right to Life of Michigan and the Michigan Catholic Conference are considering the next steps because the defendant, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, was not defending the law. The judge had no jurisdiction to rule in this case at all. What's more, the Michigan Court of Appeals previously held that the same pro-life law is valid under Michigan's constitution. So we have had a very similar challenge to this law as, as this challenge, and we already have a ruling from Michigan's Supreme Court. Now, do I agree that precedent is precedent and we can never change it? Of course not. I don't believe that. But 
if there's nothing materially different going on here, what's the basis for this? Now, again, this judge was somebody who ruled in a case where Planned Parenthood was represented by this judge, okay? That judge represented Planned Parenthood in a case that went before the Michigan Supreme Court and lost on the very same grounds. Folks, this is how committed the enemy of life is. This is how committed the pro-murder crowd is. They will stop at nothing to be able to allow somebody to just kill a baby. And I saw a video yesterday, and unfortunately I didn't have time to pull it, but I saw a video yesterday where somebody asked an abortion advocate whether they agreed with being able to kill a baby five minutes, five days after they had already been born. The baby is born. It's outside the mother's womb, right? And the words were, I support a woman's right to choose. It was a just this mantra, 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 mantra. Not apparently ever listening to the words coming out of the mouth. What this individual is supporting was infanticide. And I have said it for the longest time, that if you push them to their logical ends of their claims, of their support, it turns out that's exactly what they would support. A woman's right to choose. To choose what? To choose when? To choose however they wanted to end that child's life. It's a sickness. It is sick. It is wrong. They will advocate for murder. That's what they will advocate for if you push them to their logical ends. And we should be doing that. Push, push, push. Because the more they're exposed to be extremely radical, the more people begin to support restrictions on abortion, even though we already know that 90% of people support some form of a restriction on abortion. But they will use the courts, they will abuse the courts, they will do anything in their God-given power, oops, I shouldn't have said that, but anything, any means necessary to make sure that a woman can abort a baby. They will do it. They will do it. That's how far they're willing to go. So you can't stop being vigilant just because we might get a victory in turning over Roe v. Wade, one of the worst, most wrongly decided constitutionally, not to mention morally, but constitutionally decided decisions in the history of the Supreme Court. In the history. It's up there with Plessy versus Ferguson. It is up there with Dred Scott. It's up there with the decision that I talked about last week in which the Supreme Court, still to this day, by the way, has as a precedent that you can force a sterilization 
of somebody for having an intellectual disability, even though we often know that that intellectual disability might not be able to be passed down to the child, and more importantly, that somebody with an intellectual disability could be could be somebody who can mother or father a child. It's, it's just insane. These people are insane. In with that, folks. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.